You're listening to Be You with Jackie Moore. Hey y'all, welcome back or welcome to the podcast if this is the first time that you're listening or if you've listened before but you feel like it's the first time because it's been a while since I've released one. Um, I I know that some people are that are subscribed, it's not showing up when I release a new one because I think of how inconsistent I've been in releasing them. But you know what? That's okay. I'm just trying to figure out what balance in my life looks like. And here we are doing a podcast now. So I don't know if anyone will actually listen to it since you're not getting the updates. But um, the reason that I wanted to, to carve time out in my schedule uh, this week to do a podcast is just because of what has been on my heart and mind the past few days with the recent one, Sanctity of Life Sunday that we have. If you're a Christian or in the church world, you may have heard that mentioned where we just, you know, honor a lot of churches will we'll talk about um life and when life starts and and kind of give their stance on that. And then also in light of the recent um, law that was passed in New York um, over abortions and and some changes that were made there. And so in light of all of that, I have, I've just been feeling really, really heavy about that. And just like, I wanted to say something and I want to speak about it. Um, or write about it, or whatever the case may be, but I don't want to do more harm than good, right? I don't want to just be um, also just a, another person that 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 posts about it or writes about it. But I really want to consider, okay, Lord, what do you want me to say here? And so I prayed during my quiet time and started praying, and just this is kind of what I felt like the Holy Spirit put on my heart just as I prayed, I was journaling my prayer and then I would flip to a different page and just write out what I thought the Lord was saying and then go back to praying and then go back and forth. Um, But I think kind of trying to figure out kind of how I would even, who was my podcast geared towards was the first thing that I was trying to figure out. And I think that, you know, that is Christians, that the people, the majority of people at this point that are listening to my podcast are Christians. And so that is who this episode is for. Now, if you're not a Christian, please don't push stop and stop listening, but just know that I'm, that's kind of the, the direction that I feel like the Holy Spirit was leading me. That's the way that I am going. And so, um, as far as kind of my stance on abortion. Um, I don't, I don't agree with that. I am not, um, for abortion. I, um, I'm, I would consider myself, um, I guess, you know, pro-life if we're going to put a term on it, but I, I would definitely, um, consider myself to have the mindset of, I believe that, you know, at conception that that's when, our life starts and that's when we are beginning to be formed and that's when we are created and scripture backs this up in Psalm 139 um, and in various other places and and there are all kinds of science things to back up that I don't know about but that I'm sure you could figure out if you did just a little bit of research. I just didn't have time for that. 
Um, but so I think that's kind of the the position that I'm coming from. And I think the position that most people listening to this have, but I did want to go ahead and get it out there. Um, I don't agree with abortions, but my goal again for this is to, okay, we're Christians. We don't agree with abortions. This news is really, really sad. This news is really troubling. Any news, um, I think, about abortions and just um, everything that comes along with it can be can feel really weighty and feel like we want to do something. We have this urge and desire to do something. And so oftentimes what we end up doing is just posting about it which is not bad necessarily in and of itself, but I just want to encourage us to do that in a good way and to go beyond posting. And so I kind of came up with some action steps for Christians. And the first thing that um, for Christians who um, are, are would consider themselves pro-life and against abortion, I would say to pray. And if you're a Christian or a non-Christian, I can just imagine that your thought of like, pray, okay, got it, thanks, revolutionary. You could have not done this podcast, Jackie. But really, praying truly, if you think about it, is the first step, should be the first step to everything that we do in our life, to every action. I mean, imagine a world where everyone prayed that was a believer before they tweeted. And then they waited and they listened to the Holy Spirit. Like that would be wild. That would be a crazy world if we would all incorporate a little more prayer into our lives. Um, but my, my basis for this is Ephesians 6.12, which is where it talks about that our fight is against rulers and powers of darkness. Right, Our fight is not against necessarily flesh and blood. I've I've said this before, but our fight is not against other people. It's for the other person. Like ultimately what we're doing is, is we're not just fighting as pro-life people for the unborn babies. We're fighting for the people that are born too. We're fighting for, um, the, the moms that are considering having abortions. We're fighting for the lawmakers that are are changing these laws. We're fighting for the doctors that are performing these abortions. And what I mean by we're fighting is we're fighting for them in the spiritual realm, or we should be. We should be going to the Lord on their behalf. And so if this doesn't sit well with you, if abortions, if if everything in the news is just making you feel really heavy, I encourage you to not stop at the heaviness. Right? And, and to not even stop at just posting something about it on social media, but to truly, really pray about it, right? Pray consistently about it, maybe even fast about it. In Matthew 17, 14 through 21, there's a story about um, a man coming forward to Jesus and talking about his son being really ill and and his son's like throwing himself into fires and, and it's kind of this really crazy story of, of everything that is happening in this this boy's life. And the man took his son to Jesus's disciples and they had been casting out demons, but they weren't able to cast this one out. And Jesus said that the reason was because they did not have faith and that this kind of thing does not happen except by prayer and fasting. And so there are things in this world that are really, really heavy, 
that can only be done by prayer and fasting. And so I would encourage you to like legitimately pray and fast about this. I mean, when I, I'm being honest with you, like I've only one time in my life fasted for someone or something other than me. Like I don't do that very often. But I would encourage you to consider if this is something that you feel really strongly about and the Lord has put on your heart, fast about this situation. Pray that the Lord changes um, what's going on. Let our posts of social media um, not be where we stop, right? But let our post, because we can post about this, let them be an overflow of our abiding in Jesus and may it be the fruit of the Spirit, right? Um, we should have, when we're talking on social media, it should still be evident that we are believers, right? And I don't mean that it should still be evident because we're saying that we hate abortion and that we're pro-life. But what I mean by that is that, that we should, through how we're interacting with people on social media, we should still be displaying the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. All of these things should be coming out. Um, and and here's, here's why I say this, because a lot of times, and I do this, I can do this too, because a lot of times what I've done and what I see other people do is they post about how um, sad it is for a baby to be killed. And they'll give facts and statistics and proof that what is actually happening is a baby being killed. And I'm not at all saying, like, I do this and it's not a bad, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I'm not saying that, that you should not state the facts. But what I'm saying is that there is a ton of evidence at this point, like scientific evidence showing that that the only difference between a baby and a fetus is just the word, right? If you call it a fetus or if you call it a baby, but that that they that is a baby and that, that toes are being formed and hearts are being formed and and there's just really no getting around the facts. And so I think as believers, we have to step back and say, okay, we keep saying the facts. We keep saying the facts and nothing's really changing. And so what else can we do? How else can we act? What else can we say besides the facts? Because for some people, that's not getting across to them, right? And I think that there are multiple reasons why um, this might be the case, but this just isn't always going to change minds and it doesn't always work. And, and this is when I was praying kind of, this is just one of the reasons that came to mind that I thought, okay, well, if people are, if people that are, are for abortions can see, like, I don't know how they, I mean, I'm on, I'm definitely on the side of, I don't know how you can look at an ultrasound of a baby at however many weeks. And if you want the baby, you're excited and you're like, it's a baby. But if you don't want the baby at that same amount of weeks, you don't think it's a baby. Like, I don't get that either. But here's what, here's what I do know. I know that there have been times in my life whenever I have been wrong about something. Like, I've been in a disagreement with someone. I've been in an argument with someone. 
Um, and maybe it's something like really silly about directions or about something that like a who a sports team that won and what the score was or whatever. And the last thing I was going to do was admit that I was wrong, right? You could tell me, you could show me, you can say, no, I remember, I know I was there. This is true. You could pull up the score on ESPN and show me this was the score of that game. And there's a chance that I would still, and I mean, this is kind of a silly example, I'll admit, but there really is a chance that I would say, well, they changed the score. Right, or I would kind of jokingly say, "Well, that's not it. That's not how I remember it. That I guess I must be thinking about a different game or something like that." Well, why do we respond like that? Why do we respond? Um, why do we have such a hard time admitting that we're wrong about things? Maybe sometimes it's because we're embarrassed. Maybe sometimes it's because of our pride. Or maybe sometimes it's easier to not admit that we were wrong because admitting we were wrong means we have to deal with the consequences of being wrong, right? And so maybe some of these people, they're so far in. If you've ever just been so far in to sin that you just feel like, well, I can't like, how could like this would be so embarrassing. There's no way that I could come back from this, that this would hurt my pride. There's no way that how would I deal with the consequences? I'm this far in. I mean, maybe that's something that's going on. And so in your life, when you knew that you were doing something wrong, when people were confronting you with that, did people just continuously telling you that you were wrong, that you were wrong, that you were wrong, and that you were in sin, and you were in sin, is that what changed you? Or was it recognizing and someone reminding you of the grace and the love and the forgiveness that Jesus provides? For me, it's that. It's the grace. It's reminding myself of the Holy Spirit and the forgiveness that comes with Jesus, and that through him, truly all things are possible, right? And through him, admitting that we were wrong about something um, is, a really, is a really big deal. I'm not saying that we should stop telling people that these are babies, right? But what I'm saying is that we can't just stop there. We have to keep going. A lot of people in Jesus's day knew that they were sinners, right? I mean, the Pharisees made sure of that, if you look at the Bible. But what they didn't know is that they were forgiven. Jesus didn't come to earth to tell us that we were sinners, and that's it, right? Jesus came to earth, yes, to tell us that we were separated from God, but to provide a way to God and to be that way. And so as image bearers of Christ, as little Christ, we should be doing that in every situation, right? Yes, we tell people the truth and we tell them the facts, but we can't just stop there. We have to make sure that they know that there is reconciliation with Christ. Um, I was looking up statistics. 25% of U.S. women will have an abortion by age 45. That is a really high statistic. Okay, and thinking back to the scenario, if you have done something 
that is wrong. The last thing that was really hurtful for you that you regret, the last thing that you want to do is people only reminding you of how bad that thing was, right? We should consider when we're talking, I feel like, to love all people. We should consider everyone involved in this, right? And again, I'm not saying I'm not an advocate for abortion, but I am an advocate for life and for humans and for image bearers of Christ. And we have to be gentle with what we are saying, knowing that up to 25% of women in America have had an abortion. 44% of women who have had an abortion have another abortion. Right? And that is an even more staggering statistic. But honestly, and a little bit, I'm not saying it's right, but it kind of makes sense because there's a hopeless feeling, I'm sure. Well, I, I don't know if this is right or wrong or not, but I've already had one and, and, and I just, you know, you just never know what is going on with a person's situation. And I don't say that saying that it's necessarily right, but what I'm saying is that we have got to make sure that all people know that there is forgiveness at the cross. The, the statistic that was the most, though, um, just stood out to me the most, and I got all of this from um, the Center for Disease Control a, a report that they did from 2015. 85% of people, of women, who had an abortion were unmarried. I think another way that you could read that is 85% of women who had an abortion did not have support, right? They didn't have hope, potentially. They didn't feel like that they could carry on and be a mom for some reason, whatever the reason might be. So I think for us as Christians, we cannot keep saying that we are womb-to-tomb people unless we're, we're going to do something about it. So what that looks like might mean advocating to get the laws changed, right? To actually be an advocate. Another thing that I thought of is supply and demand. I mean, what if you never know what the Lord's plan is, right? Wouldn't it be wild and crazy if before they changed the law, people just stopped having abortions? Like, if there's, there's no demand, well, then maybe that will change some things. Well, how would there be no demand? Well, maybe people that are hopeless, maybe they have support. Maybe they have hope. Well, how can we do this? Well, I think that one way we can do this is to put ourselves in situations where we can be that support and hope. There are so many things that this can look like, right? We can donate. We can get involved um, with local nonprofits wherever you live that help. There are all kinds of programs where you can um, walk with 
a woman who is pregnant who doesn't have any support and you can go with her to doctor's appointments and you can be there at the birth and you can help once the baby is born as well, getting involved in foster care system, adopting all of these things. But I think one thing too that people forget about is just to do a little research and, and see what, what are the demographics? What, who, who, has, who has an abortion? And I think what you'll find, there may be some high or low, but is that there are people in every demographic across the board that have had an abortion. And so what if we just started loving our neighbor? What if we prayed and asked the Holy Spirit, who do you want me to love? Who do you want me to minister to? Who in my office seems lonely? Who doesn't seem to have a support system? Who in my neighborhood, or maybe not my neighborhood, but who in my city just needs support and needs love? Because, I mean, most of the time, people don't just walk around saying that, hey, I'm thinking about having an abortion to a total stranger. Right? It's they're talking to people that they feel like are invested in their life and care about them. And so, truly, a preventative step, I think, as believers is to get involved in the lives of the people around you. Like, really meet them where they're at and love them, and then be prepared to help them and support them no matter what. There are two verses that I really wanted to, to end on. Um, here. And I know this is not a typical podcast episode for me. Um, and I really pray that I've, I've done it with, with grace and have really communicated what I think the Holy Spirit was wanting me to communicate. But Second Corinthians five eighteen and 19 says, Now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, mainly that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us believers this word of reconciliation. And then Micah 6, 8. And what does the Lord require of you? But to seek justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. There is a tension there. But we have to figure out how to live in it. We have to figure out how to be advocates for justice, but also love mercy so that we may love people and reconcile them to Christ. Because that, ministers of reconciliation, is who as believers we are created to be. 